Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Last night, I asked listeners to try to meet me on the astral plane as we all slept. And here is what happened. Well, throughout the night, I had a number of dream experiences. I almost look at them as being like chapters chapters in a book or a movie each one is sort of distinct from from the other and um, throughout the night I dreamed if you will of many different people I dreamed of some of my closest family members I had a very distinct dream about a friend that I've had for decades I had a dream about a couple of people that I've met only once or twice. But I don't know if any of those people were actually participating in this experiment. The oddest thing is that I don't think I've ever before had a dream about being on stage in front of a crowd. And and yet, I did last night. I'm standing in front of a big crowd full of strangers. And... I don't know what I was presenting, but I bombed big time. You know how comedians talk about getting up there and bombing where their material just sucks and and uh, it, it just falls flat? Well, I'm, I've never done stand-up comedy, and uh, I, I don't think I've ever had that experience of bombing. I mean, I've been on a stage, I don't even know how many times, but it's usually for something like an educational presentation, a lecture, you know, something along those lines. So I've never actually had that that kind of a negative experience on stage. Quite the contrary. I usually do uh, exceptionally well on stage. But for some reason, I dreamed that I bombed and all these people were like really dissatisfied. And it, uh, it was a terrible feeling. And I do find that often I will dream about things that are uh, negative or frustrating. And I don't know if everybody does that, but um, I think that's because as you're dreaming, your brain is sort of working out some of the tensions in your life, and some of them are kind of pent up. The kind of thing that, I guess, massage therapists say gets trapped in the muscles. So, um, so I wasn't in front of a room full of strangers but, uh, and I don't know if maybe if you participated, maybe you were one of those strangers. But if, if, if that actually somehow makes sense to you, I mean, if you experienced something like you were in a crowd last night watching me on stage or something along those lines, there, there are more details to this. Um, I even know the state in which this took place. And, um, and I do remember some of the details about what I was doing on stage. So, I mean, if any of that kind of rings a bell, email me, you know. Uh, I have not heard from anybody else today who has said that they feel like they encountered me in some way last night in the dream state on the astral plane. But uh, I, so I'm not sure if, if if those were just sort of random experiences I was having in my sleep, regular dreaming stuff. Um, I think it was, but you never know. So anyway, feel free to email me if you'd like, if you had an experience that involved me last night that, uh, uh, that, that might connect to the experiment. And we'll do it again sometime. 
Uh, we'll try some different meditation techniques and stuff and just see if any of these things will actually work for us. But uh, So yeah, it was kind of an odd day. I woke up and I remembered everything very clearly. So I went to the kitchen, decided to grab a little bite. I'm not a normal breakfast kind of person. I don't usually sit down and eat what everybody else eats for breakfast. There was a uh, rotisserie chicken in there we'd gotten from the grocery store a while back. It had been in there for a while. And I love rotisserie chicken, so I opened it up and I took a big bite of the drumstick and swallowed it. And I thought, you know what, this t- this chicken doesn't taste very good. Don't you hate that when you've already swallowed something and you're like, oh man, I'm afraid. I'm afraid this might be past prime eating time for this thing. Because yeah, I, I have had food poisoning before that almost killed me. I got it in Puerto Rico from a street vendor one time. And let me tell you, that was it knocked my ass out for about a, a month. So uh, anyway, I've already swallowed a, a chunk of this. And I'm like, I don't know. It's it's kind of on the borderline. It's I'm not going to eat any more of it. But I don't know if it's bad or not. And so I turned and there was a big bottle of high-octane gin. So I knocked out a shot of gin there for breakfast just boom right down the hatch and I figure if there's anything wrong with that chicken hopefully that gin will take care of it and so far so good so um, I give you that as perhaps a tip if you ever find yourself in a similar situation so I'm like okay today's getting off to an odd start now is where the adventure kicks in because I have an adventurous day planned let me tell you what I'm going to do. First off, I'm about to visit a facility that I've been meaning to go to for quite some time. Here's the backstory. In 2012, I think, I was in New York City. I lived there for about a month while I was working on Paranormal Paparazzi, a TV series for the Travel Channel that I uh, I starred in. And so... We were right there in in Manhattan for a good month. And after a while, I mean, I was there by myself. I didn't have Lauren with me or anything. And after a while, I mean, you kind of start running out of things to do. You'd be surprised. New York, to me, doesn't really have all that much to do. I mean, it's like just a bunch of bars, like just any other big city. And then you can go see shows. And I saw plenty of shows. I had a great time. I saw the Book of Mormon. I saw Spider-Man. So anyway, one night, I was uh, excited to go by myself to this new attraction that had opened up right there in Times Square. But it was called Times Scare. And it was like a whole haunted house theme right there in Times Square. Very odd. It's no longer in business. And so... But when you walked in the doors of this place, I mean, it was like a big, elaborate, multi-story, very ghoulishly created, extremely spooky, artistic, haunted mansion inside. And they they had a, a restaurant that served all kinds of spooky-themed stuff. Um, they had a you know, haunted house tour you could go through, like a fun house. Um, they had a, a theater where they had a magician who would do all of these really uh, kind of crazy, gory, dark magic tricks, kind of like a, 
almost a Marilyn Manson type show. Uh, I mean, they they had a lot of stuff packed into this very unusual atmosphere. So I was there by myself once again. I'm sitting down. I'm I'm eating at the bar. I'm talking to the bartender. I'm having drinks. And finally, at some point, it comes up that I'm on the Travel Channel. They invite me to go into like the behind-the-scenes place to meet with one of the owners who was there and some of the creators who were there who built all of this crazy stuff. And um, that is when I realized that night, don't ever, and this is a tip if you ever find yourself in this position, don't ever tell the owner of a haunted house that you're with the media. Because if you do that, they will make it their mission to scare the fuck out of you. All right? He kept saying, you got to go through the haunted house. you got to go through the haunted house. I told him, no, that's okay, that's okay. He kept on, finally, I go to the haunted house. And as soon as I walk in there and the door closes behind me and I realize I'm the only person... Let me ask you, have you ever, ever gone through a haunted house experience? And I'm talking, you know, fun house, quote-unquote fun house. Have you ever gone through one of those things by yourself? No, you people don't do that. You don't ever do that. So here I am, I'm half lit already because, like I said, I've been throwing them back at the bar now it's too late i don't even i i sort of allowed myself to get put into this position where now the door's closed and the, the, there's only one way out and that's to go straight ahead so i i'm like well i'm just going to get through this as quickly as possible let me tell you something folks that was the most terrifying experience i've ever had in my life i i mean people in all of these weird positions start crawling out of the walls with horrible faces and lights are flashing and there's people chasing me and grabbing me and chainsaws and I am running as fast as I can. I'm I was actually running into walls and shit. Like I couldn't even get out of it. There were times where one of the monsters would have to sort of nudge me in the right direction. And it went on and on and on and on and on and it would not end. Finally, finally, when it did end, I burst out the exit door. I'm on the sidewalk in New York. Rain's pouring down. I felt like dropping to my knees like the guy in the Shawshank Redemption, you know. Maybe you've heard me tell this story before and you're wondering, well, why, why is he telling it now? Well, here's why. So... Because of all the experiments that I'm doing right now, and over the next few days, I should have some humdingers for you. As a matter of fact, I think I'll be ready in the next day or two to play something for you on the radio, well, on this podcast. You know, I did radio for so many years, I refer to this podcast as a radio show. Um, I am going to finally be ready to play something for you that you will be the first person in the world in all of human history to ever hear other than myself and Lauren. And I'm really looking forward to revealing that to you and getting your initial feedback. So I'm doing a number of experiments over the next week, but especially even over the next few days. 
And when you start working on these experiments, sometimes you need things built, special apparatus built that, um, not the kind of thing you pull off the shelf at Walmart. Okay, you need some, some special parts. And I frequently find myself having to build things, and some things are way beyond my skill level, and so I have to hire somebody to build something for me. In fact, you know, I was on Ghost Adventures live on Halloween night with my uh, big Tesla coil, and I hired some carpenters here in Las Vegas to build a a, a frame for the Tesla coil that would make it um, a little easier to handle and uh, would make it look cosmetically a little better on TV. Um, And that's one of the cool things about being here in Las Vegas is that we have all these shows and all these grand effects and magicians everywhere. And so you have, of course, crafts people behind the scenes who, who have to build all this stuff. So I am, um, I'm looking for some things for some upcoming experiments right now that are odd. And so it occurred to me, you know what, I need to, uh, I need to ask Murray Murray the Magician, he and I are good friends. I need to ask Murray if he has any recommendations for anybody around the Vegas area and uh, who, who might build unusual stuff like that. So I contacted Murray, he got right back to me and he says, I always use this guy to build my props and everything. He builds props for everybody in Vegas. And I won't say the guy's name, but he gave me this name, he gave me this number. I was like, oh, this is cool, you know. This this guy's got to come in handy. So I call the number, and guess what? The number is already in my phone. And I'm like, what the? And then I go into the details, and I realize I met this guy in 2012, that night, at Times Scare. Turns out he is the guy who built basically that whole place. All their internal effects all this like creepy horror special effects stuff I had met him that night and I guess we obviously exchanged phone numbers and I'd never dialed that number so anyway he and I spoke on the telephone and I told him well this is odd uh, you know Murray my buddy referred me to you and it turns out we apparently have met and once I told him how I thought we met he barely remembered me and he says oh yeah yeah it turns out he has always lived in Vegas and he just flew out there to New York and lived in New York for a while working on building that place, you know, putting the interior together. And what a job. What a master craftsman. I mean, this is the kind of guy who would do, you know, like horror movie special effects. And he has got this gigantic, like seven, 8,000 square foot studio workshop which is like 10 minutes from my condo here in Vegas. And I said, uh, is it possible for me to come see you? He says, absolutely, of course. So when I wrap up this podcast, guess what I'm going to do? Lauren and I are going to go over to this guy's workshop, and I bet you it's going to be cool as hell. And again, I'm not sure what names I can toss out here because he builds stuff for some of the big names here in Vegas and 
I am so looking forward to this because if his workshop and studio looks like uh, what I imagine it will look like, especially after seeing what he did there at Times Scare, then this is going to be one of those kid in a candy store type situations. You know how cool it is when, like, when Halloween, the Halloween season kicks in and you go into your first Halloween store and they have all kinds of real cool new goodies out there and like statues and, and um, mechanical things. And Well, put that on steroids. You know, that's, that's, in, in Vegas, everything's got to be big and everything's got to be crazy and impressive. And so I'll let you know. I'll let you know in, I guess, probably tomorrow's podcast uh, what it looks like. But that's just uh, that's the first thing I'm doing today is going over and I'm going to see this and experience it. Then, then I leave there and head to a casino where I will be doing phase three of the roulette will experience. Uh, roulette will experiment. I'm going to. I'm going to bet three times in a row. And once again, the polls have given me very decisive colors on each of the three spins. And so tonight at uh, a little after 8 p.m. Pacific time, 11 p.m. East Coast time, I'll be tweeting and I will tweet the results and then a link for you to follow if you were correct. Now remember, you, you have to make it this far, all the way to this point, and still be correct in order to continue. And um, if we get three in a row right, I mean, wow, you know, this is going to be uh, gonna be something else. I mean, so... For example, like I say, you could put $100 down on that, and if you get it right the first time, you have $200. You get it right the second time, you have $400. You get it right the third time, you have $800. So you could turn $100 into $800 in three spins if you get the three, the three colors correct. This is giving you an idea of how quickly that money can accumulate using this technique. But you got to get it right. you got to get it right. So I'll let you know. You just follow me on Twitter, at Joshua P. Warren. I'll tweet the results tonight. What a life. What an exciting life. I got stuff arriving tomorrow in the mail that's going to be part of my experiments this weekend. I love the fact that I get to do this stuff, and I get to do it because, well, you listen to this podcast, and you support me by going and buying my products on my website, and coming to my events and doing all this kind of stuff. My website is joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P. joshuapwarren.com. And uh, if you go there, you'll find the curiosity shop with all kinds of goodies. And you can also just click the link there to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. Always short, always free, independent, and uh, you can subscribe through various ways or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So that's it for today. Exciting stuff to report to you. I have exciting things I have.
Trust me. Thank you for listening. Thanks for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.